Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. I am meteorologist Dave Turley, and I am joined, as always, by meteorologist Andrew Gorton. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing good. It's been a, a nice summer day here so far. We're, we're uh, warming up. Typical weather here, finally, but uh, some weather out there that's maybe not so typical. We're going to talk about an area here in a few minutes that doesn't always see potential hurricanes, at least recurring. So, for us, pretty typical. Other places, not so much. Yeah, it is uh, pretty quiet here. We're recording this a podcast here on Friday, August 20th, and uh, we are looking at some hotter weather. If you have weekend plans in here, uh, you will see more afternoon rain chances in here. We had mm-hmm. a pretty quiet day yesterday, a few storms where it did storm. It was pretty good over loud. there in Beaufort County. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we could see an isolated shower or thunderstorm today, but I think a little bit better rain chances uh, coming up for our weekend and mainly still afternoon. So that, that's our typical summertime pattern. Mm-hmm. Very warm and muggy in the mornings, heat things up. Uh, we have an inland trough along the sea breeze, which will help fire up those storms this weekend. It'll definitely keep me busy, something to watch out for, but uh, looking forward to it. You know, it's nice to have a change of pace because we have these wet times. Beginning of the week was wet. Not as many people getting rain the past couple of days, but it looks like it'll pick back up here this weekend. So yep. cool things off just a bit. Yeah, and uh, you talked about something happening. We're going to go right to the tropics. There's really not much else to talk about locally here. Which is fine. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of We're talk okay about the that. tropics. Yeah, we had uh, Fred, which moved on through mm-hmm. uh, last week, right? What was it, last week? Yeah, and yeah. it's you know, went right up to New England as, you know, remnants. Yes, that was actually this early this week. It mm-hmm. was uh, Sunday into Monday, I think. It was, yeah. For, for us. Uh, yeah, so we uh, did get some rain showers out of that. Thankfully, that storm spawned a lot of tornado warnings just, just west of yeah. and northwest of our area. Yeah, even for some of our South Carolina communities, we didn't miss it by but a couple of counties. But uh, we'll, we'll take that, too. Um, it was, you know, we were relatively unscathed, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I think so, which was good. And uh, Fred is gone, but there are other systems lingering. So we'll start and go in alphabetical order, I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Grace, which is out there right now. Uh, Grace was a hurricane, did make landfall in the Yucatan, uh, weakened a little bit, as you would expect, as it was interacting with land. Now it's back into the Gulf of Mexico, and there's a lot of warm water to work with. And as of this recording, this will be the 11 a.m. advisory on Friday, August 20th, uh, Grace is up, up to a Category 1 hurricane, and some more strengthening is expected before landfall. Yeah, it's interesting w- with Grace there because you never know how much, you know, when it has that land interaction, that Yucatan area presents itself in a way to which if it survives, you can have it get stronger than it was before it even made that initial landfall, which is a, what it looks like it's, it's going to do. So that's pretty much it with Grace. You know, maybe some flooding, some landslides over in that area, but that's in Mexico. Um, folks over there obviously have their watches and warnings out, uh, but it's not something we're going to be talking about long term. No, no, no. This will be making landfall here later on tonight and quickly weaken a lot of mountainous terrain there. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll yeah. rip that storm apart. That's the problem with it is the the rain that could lead to, to mudslides and a lot of those roads can get washed out and it's not as you know infrastructure is a little different in that area but uh, I think that they they know it's coming so they'll prepare for it yes unfortunately it's not good news for them and now let's get into what we're going to do with Henri and Henri has been an interesting little storm out here one of those little looper storms that it, it has been you know this past weekend when I was working I 
went out there and I was like, you know, this doesn't look like it will impact the continental U.S. It had it making a little loop. It looked like a shrimp. It was a very odd track. It just did a little curly cue and went back out to sea. Unfortunately for the United States, it does look like it's going to get further west than what we thought, you know, a good six days ago. Uh, it will get picked up by an upper level low and pulled up, but the, the northern turn, you know, we always talk about the turn, it seems like with these storms and how it interacts with some of these mid-level uh, airways, but that's something that people in New England are on high alert for right now. Yeah, and this, unfortunately, the storm, uh, the track is going to bring it over. It looks like closer to Rhode Island, uh, maybe even clipping eastern areas there of, mm-hmm. uh, of Long Island, maybe what eastern Connecticut, but somewhere in that general vicinity along Long Island. But it's also going to be slowing down. Right. Uh, so it looks like, you know, it's moving pretty quick right now. It's uh, almost due east of the Georgia coastline, and it's going to be heading northward. And landfall is expected here coming up on later Sunday evening, um, probably sometime, I don't know, 6, 7 o'clock, some, something yeah. like that. And then by Tuesday, it's still over in Maine, so it's I not know, moving it, that it's much. It's slowing down, and, and with that, of course, you get a big rainfall threat with it and it's just a higher population density up there too so you're going to be looking at the potential for a lot of people to be dealing with multiple day power outages potentially especially if this makes landfall as a category one hurricane even a strong tropical storm uh the the infrastructure up there's a little bit different too they don't have the same trees planted that we do down here in the south that kind of maybe withstand these these storms or maybe they don't have you know we talk about for months before hurricane season hey prep your prep your yards for hurricane season, make sure you get the dead trees, this and that, whatever. I feel like we're a little bit more prepared down here more so than some of these communities up in New England. So it'll be interesting to see if um, there are a lot of power outages, even if it's a weaker storm, it will be slowing down. So you're going to be dealing with that wind for a little bit longer as well. So that's kind of something that I think I don't want people to overlook is the potential for multiple day power outages where the wind is the strongest. Now that should be on the east side of the storm. And thankfully, that's going to be more so over the water, especially because it's skirting the coast. But if this does take more of a westward turn there, you're going to put more land on that eastern side, and that could mean more power outages or just wind damage in general too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, that certainly could happen. That westward shift certainly is possible, and that would put maybe even New York City yeah. uh, on yeah. high alert, uh, something higher. that doesn't happen uh, um, too often. Uh, but right now, it's more Boston, I would think, Boston yeah, and New Bo- York. Boston's probably the big city that yeah. I would say. You know, I've got friends in the storm chasing community. I saw three today that were flying out to Boston. Yeah. Just because they want to be a part of it, and that's what they do. You know, they, they want to see it um, and, and document what's going on. And, you know, they've got all the national media outlets so close in, in New York, too. So I think there, there's a few. Yeah. There won't be a, a lack of footage for whatever this storm does. And hopefully it goes back out to sea, but you're not going to see no impact from this. You're going to get a storm like that, and you're at the least going to see increased waves, rip currents, maybe some coastal erosion. This isn't like a Sandy or anything like yeah. that, but we are going to see, even for us, we're, we're seeing increased rip current risks and maybe waves coming up a little bit. Astronomical high tides are elevated. We're not expecting any coastal flooding, but it's astronomical high tide for them too. So they have to worry about the storm being stronger, closer to the coastline. So they definitely will have to worry about the rain with the slower storm, but also, um, just, you know, how big of a difference it is for us if it hits six hours before, you know, at a, a low tide right, versus right. a high tide that you could have, you know, a hundred miles of a difference there between, oh, it hit at low tide here, but it's high tide up for your neighbors to the north or right. whatever. So 
it's it's going to be really interesting to watch that develop. Yeah, and um, as far as historically, it's been, I believe we were talking about that, 30 years since yeah. the last storm actually, uh, hurricane actually made landfall up there in New England. It was Bob and was it uh, the, the strength in that was? I think it was a cat too. It was 115 was the one minute max sustained wind. And it caused a lot of damage. Um, and I don't know if this has been converted over to this year's dollar amount, but the article I read called for $1.5 billion in damage. And that just goes to show you get in a higher populated area, you know, some of those houses are more expensive. Maybe that's why it looks a little bit more elevated. But um, that's a lot. And to give you some perspective, almost 10 years, I looked this up too. There's a website where you can look up the different, how many days has it been since X, Y, and Z within weather forecast offices. And they have not had a hurricane watch for Southern New England in 3,644 days. Wow. So fun fact. Yeah, I always try to sprinkle these in here. So that's basically 10 years. Yeah, just roughly. basically uh, just about 10 years. So long time. It, and, you know, we prepare for this stuff down here. I don't, I never, you lived up there more than I did. You weren't on the coast, but I don't think that, you know, my grandparents don't live, you know, but a, a couple hours from, from the coast inland in New York. But I, I don't think that this is something heavily, you know, circulated up there no. every year. No, uh, I can tell you growing up, I grew up in Albany, New York, uh, and hurricanes, tropical stuff was never on anybody's mind. Nobody yeah. thought about that. Um, but um, we got more of the results like a Fred. You know, the, the tropical storms that make landfall down to the south here, and then they're weakening, but still bringing the rains up mm-hmm. to the north. As a matter of fact, my brother got married on record rainfall, and it was, what was it? it was it Bertha? I think it was Bertha that came through in the late, uh, mid to late 90s, uh, whatever year that was, and it, it brought tons of rain into Albany that day when he got married. It was in July, I know that. We won't tell him you don't know his wedding anniversary <laughs> i gotta remember what mine i mean that's he was he's back 20 it was 25 years okay so what are we at so it was 96 97 yeah, yeah yeah it was something one of those years well that, that's it is the rain is a big thing too because you know this is going to be potentially roughly a week that you know new england's dealing with two tropical systems you know it's the remnants of fred went up through pennsylvania through through new england and actually i mean it was still spawning tornadoes yeah you know, and they're the Bo- so that their ground saturated already yeah and the boston you know, TV market was covering them. So I think they had three, just them on their own. So it's a busy time for them. Uh, and, and they've got this to cover and you've got hundreds of thousands of people asking you questions. It's, you know, for us, and not that we're going to take the back seat and just watch it, but it's kind of, it's interesting to, to kind of just watch somebody else have to do this. Um, not that we're not ready, but no. I, I'm, I'm interested to seeing how New England meteorologists cover a hurricane. Yeah, it, I haven't been able to do it. It's been a while, and we're going to have a first-hand view yeah. of uh, what it's going to be looking like here in the media. And how people react to it, too, because it's just, you know now is the time. You're within a couple of days, and this is when, you know, there are no calls for evacuations or anything like that that I've seen. But it's like, for us, it's like we have sandbags ready to go almost like instantly whenever there's a threat for us. So I just, I'm interested to see. I think flooding is going to be the big threat here. Flooding with the storm surge, especially at a high tide, and then potentially, I, I just think that the people are underlooking the the potential for power outages because you've got trees up there that are kind of hardy 
full leafed still. You're going to get oh, yeah. saturated. It's it. I just think it's a recipe for it to be a mess. I think it's going to be a huge problem as far as the power outages. That'll be the main thing. I mean, they get a lot of nor'easters up there. Mm-hmm. So I think the coastal areas are used to seeing some very strong storms and yeah. flooding and stuff like that. And, and the Cape, they, they're windy every day. I've got a friend that works up there and they get 30, 40 mile an hour gusts every day. Right. It, it's, it's, but this is going to be a little know, stronger. A little bit stronger. <laughs> a little bit more organized. <laughs> a little stronger out there. But, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And, again, it'll be coming up more for the end of this weekend, even into the beginning of next week, that uh, the Northeast will be dealing with that. Yeah, and, of course, I've got your, I'll have your tropical updates um, on the news this weekend as well if you want to kind of get a visual of what's going on there. Make sure to try to pull some video and, and uh, show you guys what's going on. But for us, things look quiet. You know, Dave, looking further out to the Atlantic, um, there's a little wave out there. You and I were talking, looks like a fish storm. And what that means is it looks like it's going to stay over water, not impact land. So affect the, the fishes, but yes. the fish, uh, but not us. Um, and that's just 20% over five days. Of course, we're going to have more waves that come off, but also something that's a little late in the season is all the Saharan dust that's coming in that main development region. It's going to come in here. Um, that's something that we can show you. We have a dust tracker model that we can show you guys on air as well, but it's going to come in there and kind of like a month ago when we were talking about this, it's going to suppress some of that cloud development in the main development region uh, closer to the equator. It will make it over to the United States, but it's kind of a little late in the season for that. So usually it's earlier in the Mm -hmm. season. We had a lot of it earlier, then it kind of went away. Yeah, but you can look up at the, um, the ghost satellites that the geocolor has very high resolution images of, the, the dust coming back over the the ocean. So it's just interesting to see that. Uh, it's not going to stay quiet forever, but I'm surprised with how quiet it is now. I mean, there's the reasoning behind it is, you know, you have that overall sinking and the dryness they're coming off of the west coast of Africa, and that's where a lot of our storms typically will develop this time of the year. So that's fine. And I'd say, you know, we're really fine for the next week and a half or so. Looking at long-range models, there's stuff that's trying to pull back more in the southern Gulf of Mexico, closer to Mexico itself, but really even looking 240 hours out, which we would never show on television to you Too guys, far, yeah. but it, it, you know, brings it closer to the western Gulf in Texas, not even to us. That doesn't mean that something else can't pop up, but I think, you know, we're kind of uh, chilling here for a little bit. Yeah, and this is the time of the year that we need to be paying a little bit more attention get more frequent updates on what's going on in the tropics because we're getting closer to the statistical peak of a hurricane season, which is typically about September 10th. Yep. Uh, so we're, we're close to that now. So we're going to start to see more of this activity going. And don't forget the Hurricane Center, they just put out their latest updated outlook for uh, the rest of the hurricane season. And they're still calling for an above average season. So we have a long ways to go. And they're thinking they're going to get a lot more storms developed. Yeah, we're only at H. We've, yes. we've got some time. So Got a little bit of time. We're not even halfway through yet. So, so we just want to make sure you are prepared and uh, want to make sure you are updated on everything. Of course, the first weather team with Andrew, Cutter, Jamie, Ron, and myself will make sure you have all the latest information. And uh, we'll make sure that you are, are safe and uh, sound, you and your family. Yeah, definitely. We'll keep you guys updated. And you can get the the forecast tracked. You can turn that layer on in the WTOC weather app as well. If you've got family or friends over in that area, or if you just want to play around with the app in case we have a, you know, a forecast cone that gets closer to us later in the year, it kind of use these as practice storms. Go look at Grace, go look at Henri and, and uh, see, see what you got out there. Because they, you know, even for someone who just has a general interest in weather, it's a really fun weather app to mess around with. That's some good advice right there. And we'll end it on that. We thank you all for joining us for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast.